This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. It's time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori is a senior portfolio manager at Canaccord Genuity and joins us now. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. How are those markets doing? Yeah, markets are down slightly today, uh, kind of half a percent to the tech-heavy NASDAQ, down uh, just over 1%. And that's really because um, of a few reasons, but uh, investors are kind of waiting for uh, the inflation data that we're going to see out of the U.S. tomorrow. What's expected is that it's supposed to rise slightly to 3.3%. Core inflation is expected to hold steady at 4.8%. And so everyone's kind of you know, wanting to see that inflation number, uh, you know, be reduced even more than it has. Because you think about last year, I mean, we were close to 9% in the U.S. for inflation. So so we are seeing better numbers, uh, but still not down to that 2% target uh, that the Fed wants. And in Canada, um, just some economic data there, building permits rose by 6% uh, from a month earlier. Uh, which is kind of surprising, right, when you look at it. But what, when you look kind of under the hood, uh, residential permits uh, slumped slightly. But uh, what we're seeing where there's a surge is uh, by over 20% uh, was increases in the industrial and institutional segments, so, so such as hospitals being built and so on. So, so that is um, good news uh, out of the real estate market, I guess I would say, uh, on the Canadian front. Okay. But there is a little bit of concern about what's going on in the U.S., isn't there? Because of the downgrading of, of the the banks, apparently, in, in there? Yeah. You know, credit agency Moody's cut the ratings of 10 small and mid-sized U.S. banks and put some big names on downgrade watch. And, you know, of course, it's understandable um, given what happened this spring. But, you know, to us, the timing and rationale seems rather delayed, uh, you know, after the collapse of those uh, few banks there that we saw in that uh, mini banking crisis. And so, you know, since that time, banks have survived two earning cycles and, and many banks have proven to have pretty good earnings, um, as well as the Federal Reserve's annual stress tests, um, which really helps assure Wall Street and investors of their durability. Uh, Many regional banks also opted for intra-quarter updates as well, just to kind of, um, you know, soothe investors and and depositors uh, at at the same time. And so what we've seen is that deposits have stabilized and and even increased in some of these uh, mid-tier banks. So again, markets were down less than a percent yesterday. Uh, Banks were down maybe a little more, but at the end of the day, investors kind of took it in stride because uh, it's kind of like old news at this point. And uh, and that goes the same uh, when we saw U.S. debt uh, being downgraded. Um, You know, markets really didn't react that violently or negatively, even though the media will get all over it and and kind of spook um, some novice investors. But realistically, when you take a look at some of these downgrades, um, it's not as I don't want to say important. Um, it's still, you know, important to watch, uh, but not uh, you don't want to overreact to news like that. Okay, and let's get the update on earnings too, because there's been more of these coming out this week. 
Yeah, you know, over 85% of companies on the S&P 500 have reported uh, with about 80% reporting better than expected earnings. So again, you know, when you think about late last year, investors and everyone was talking about, you know, the uh, recession going to hit in the first quarter or the second quarter. And of course, we have not seen that yet. It doesn't mean it can't happen. Uh, but we've had a pretty strong, um, you know, first half of the year and earnings are reflecting that as well. And we saw Berkshire Hathaway reported strong quarterly results. Shares moved higher there. Uh, Tyson Foods, the meat processing company, um, they uh, missed on earnings and revenue estimates. But again, shares were only down like, you know, less than 3%. Restaurant brands, which includes Burger King and uh, Tim Hortons, which, uh, you know, of course, Canadians love their coffee. Um, they topped market market estimates for quarterly earnings and sales. And uh, Ontario's electricity provider, Hydro One, uh, beat on earnings and revenues this morning, and the stock is up about 1% on the news, and we own that one. So so again, it's it's you know it's been better than expected. I think investors are a little surprised uh, how resilient a lot of companies are in this environment uh, with higher inflation, higher interest rates, um, a tight labor market, all those sorts of things. And you still see a lot of companies beating expectations. So that's good news. And uh, we'll be looking forward to the next round of earnings and, and for Canadian earnings as well. Okay. And one of the big companies, of course, is Apple. But I understand that there's some concerns about Apple. Why? Yeah, you know, I think Apple's a good one to talk about just because a lot of, well, everyone's familiar with the company, uh, but a lot of people bring up the stock. I mean, it, it represents uh, almost 8% of the S&P 500. And this is what you and I were talking about, um, you know, over the last few weeks. A lot of these mega technology or consumer companies uh, really represent a lot of the S&P 500. So where they go, uh, the S&P 500 goes. And that's why you've seen it uh, kind of stretched for the first half of the year. Um, and so when you talk about Apple, they have a super loyal customer base. You know, they have 25% profit margins. Um, their monthly pay services business has grown to over 20% of their total revenue. So there's a lot of good news surrounding Apple. Uh, however, this is a company that we kind of sold the rest of our position a little while ago, um, close to the high there. And, and the reason we did that, when we're active managers, right, we don't believe in just holding on to huge companies or good companies all the time forever because they go in and out of favor. And you can see uh, that a lot of these tech companies have done really, really well uh, year to date. I mean, Apple was up 50% uh, year to date. Um, you know, they've now corrected over 10% since they hit that mark. And when they reported, what we saw was revenue had shrunk um, and has shrunk for three quarters in a row when compared to the year earlier. And global cell phone sales are going through a bit of a slump. And you think about the iPhone, and I don't know what kind of phone you have, Simi, but um, you know, a lot of people are not upgrading them every year anymore. You know, it's uh, uh, the average person holds their phone now for two and a half years. There just isn't enough reason to really upgrade uh, every year when the new iPhone hits. Well, and, and it's so, so expensive. I think they've kind of priced well, <laughs> a lot of people right out of it. Well, that's exactly it, you know, and so that's why people are holding on to their phones longer. And so this is, again, a, kind of reflects that Apple is a great company, right? They're going to be here for a long time, but it doesn't mean it's, it's the, you know, the best stock to own in the current environment, right? If you see revenues declining, phone sales declining, um, you know, 
something to think about that, uh, you know, we ended up taking our profits on Apple and we'll look to buy it back. It goes back on our buy list. And, you know, for patient investors, uh, return back to kind of the 200 day moving average is something that we look at um, would be about $160 a share range would probably be a bargain at that point. But again, remember, this is a prime example that nothing goes straight up forever, whether it's technology, whether it's industrials, financials, whatever it might be. And so it's important to stay diversified, but also also take a look at taking a profit, even if it's a company you love, right? Never fall in love uh, with a with a with a stock, and make sure that you're taking your profits or taking losses if necessary. And again, Apple's a great company. Uh, we've owned it, we've traded it, uh, but at this point, for for our portfolios anyway, in our opinion, um, right. it was overvalued. We took some profit, and we'll be looking to re- rebuy back later on. Can I just also ask you, Lori, um, about entertainment stocks in general? Like, are they not doing as well right now because of the strikes that are going on and, and all the all the problems there? Yeah, exactly. We we touched on that last week. Yeah. It really depends on what what companies that you're looking at, um, but uh, they are going to be Im- impacted. And you know, depending on what uh, what you mean by entertainment, but we did talk about like Cineplex in terms of, you know, movies coming out, things like that. Uh, you know, that is a a, a big deal. Um, you know, where is the new content going to come from? And you know, other uh, other companies such as Netflix is supposed to benefit from from something like this because they have a lot of saved up content that. Uh, hasn't been out yet and so how long is that going to last for though too right so um netflix is something that we own and we'd be looking at taking a profit on uh going forward if this continues on and on and on but it's already you know they've been a huge amount of time and uh and it's going to cost uh those companies a lot of money but uh you know when we looked really under the hood i mean it's a lot of the actors and writers that are are really having a hard time at this point, right? Not getting paid and nothing being set up for the foreseeable future. So uh, so I think that's an industry to watch. But again, it's probably going to be an opportunity when you look at it going forward, right? You just got to pick your spots. And that's what we'll be looking at doing as uh, active managers for our clients' portfolios. Okay, Laurie, thank you so much for that. Thanks, Emmy. Stay dry. <laughs> I've tried to today for sure. Lori, thank you. That's Lori Pinkowski, a senior portfolio manager at Canaccord Genuity. Now, if you would like to talk to her about these financial issues and questions that you have, you can contact her team at 604-695-LORI, or you can visit their website at pinkowski.ca.